0: It's a service call. It's calling to let them know what's going on in the neighborhood to open a conversation. Yeah. Um, and if I ever ask them, like, do you want to sell? The conversation shuts down. But if I ask them, do you know a neighbor who wants to sell? Everybody has a neighbor they want to get rid of. Everybody has neighbors that they're probably talking to or they've heard something through the room mill no, because every neighborhood has a room mill.
1: Jack Lair here. I'm down in Lair's Lair for Lair Podcast. And I have, boy, um, I got to meet Casey Jenkins not that long ago. And no. we're now at the same brokerage. We're collaboration yep. partners, but Casey is killing it. We both get coached by the same coach within Tom Ferry Network, right? Yes, we do. Both get coached by Kay. Well, welcome, Casey Jenkins.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah. So Casey Jenkins is down in the Richmond, Virginia area, correct? Yes, I am. Yep. So Casey is less than two years in the business, I believe.
0: Uh, I started in February 2019, so a little over
1: three years. Well, my goodness, my math was really great. I think uh, Sarah Kane always says, like, I'm I'm really good with the big numbers. I suck with the small ones. But anyway, um, anyway, so Casey, so Casey, a little over three years, but you came from a different industry, right?
0: Yeah, I was selling wine to restaurants for a living. So still sales, just a totally different type of sales.
1: Okay, well, you were. Were you making calls?
0: Uh, Didn't make calls there. Knocked on doors there because you had to walk into restaurants for them to talk to you.
1: Gotcha. So you walk into restaurants, were you building relationships or just showing up and taking an order?
0: Oh, no, you never showed up unless it was a like an Outback or an Arby's or somebody not an Arby's, but like somebody who had a wine list that was given to them. It was all relationship built. Um, okay. My biggest account was a country club and it took me six to eight months to get into it because I had to build relationships with about 10 different people who ordered and made decisions.
1: So like like the big clients in that world, maybe they call them the whales or what I'm not sure. Yep. Sh- is that what they called them? Yep. We call them the whales. Okay. The whales. So you would go in there and you would pick out the big potential whales and build relationships and become their supplier.
0: Yep. That was the goal. Uh, the goal was always to take them over and be the number one supplier. I did that with about three different whale accounts where I was the go-to. Uh, I was the call when something went south. I was the call when there was a big order or a big event
1: that they needed. Wow. So <laughs> you were there, very, very successful, and then you made a transition transition to real estate. Like, what came about to make that happen?
0: Uh, Hubby and I have always talked about me going into real estate, uh, and it's just we love looking at houses. We love helping people. We love being around and helping them through the biggest transaction of their life, basically. And so it was just one of those things that uh, the boss left at the former job and that job changed a lot. Yeah. Uh, it was no longer about the client and about the person I was selling to. It now became about the distributor. So it was time to leave. And so it was, it was an easy jump. It was like, well, I've been talking about this for years. It's time to make the jump
1: time to do that. So you, you went through and you, you did the licensing course and you got licensed. Yep. Was that a struggle for you?
0: Uh, I did it on the side and in my previous job, O and D or October, November, December was the busiest time of year. Okay. And me being me chose to start that course online in November. Mm. So it took me, uh, three months to finish it just because I, I w- didn't have much time. It's uh, funny. it wasn't, it wasn't hard. It was just tedious and frustrating.
1: <laughs> yeah. A lot of information that never, ever, 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 ever gets used again.
0: Correct. And when you take it online, you actually have to spend 60 hours in the course because it's a 60 hour course here in Virginia. Uh, when you go in person, it usually takes 30 to 40 hours to do it.
1: Yeah. It's it's kind of brutal. But you made it through yeah. that and you made it through uh OND. I love that because a lot of times we come agents come into our world and go, you know, I want to get licensed. And I, like I decided to do this thing. it it was 60 hours at the time in pennsylvania and i'm not licensed but i wanted to see if i'm going to ask somebody to go through this like what's the quickest they could do it yep and i did it in two and a half days all in stupid level just all in and i was like if somebody's truly truly committed they can do it but i didn't have ond going on i had um abc and Well, I
0: mean, in real estate, if you think we have April, May, June, so we have AMJ is our crazy busy section of, of the year.
1: Yeah. Well, that's a mentality. That's very interesting, Casey, because I see you killing it in J. F. (laughs) Yes. See, I'm not that smart. Okay. But I am kind of, so anyway, January through December, it doesn't matter what month. Like Casey is creating opportunities and not getting get caught up on lead sources. She's no. doing this thing because she has this um, this headset right here. <laughs> That's where you're making the most of your money, right?
0: Oh yeah, making phone calls, making phone calls, making phone calls. Yeah.
1: So Casey was on a um, a mastermind with some of our, our peeps uh, last week and brought a boat ton of value. And I loved it at the very end. I said, is there anything you want to share Do you remember what you said to them? Make your dang phone calls. Make your dang phone calls. Well, that became a reel, became a story, It became a bunch of posts. (laughs) And a bunch of people chimed in and like they loved on Casey. They're like, thank you for bringing Casey into our world. Make your dang phone calls because Mm -hmm. that is where the money is made in this game. It's Um, made in the follow-up. I think Tom Ferry said the other day, like 35%
0: of your money's made in that first 60 days that a lead comes in and the other chunk which if you think about it, it's like 65% of your money is made in the follow-up. Oh, yeah. uh, so if you're not making your phone calls and you're not following up, you're not going to make any money in this business.
1: So we we calculate heavily heavily on our team. And like, you know, I always say most realtors won't make the first phone call because they'll get that Zillow lead and they'll go, oh my gosh, they didn't answer me. I can't believe they didn't answer me. I'm a real estate professional. And they they went on the Zillow and they they were so, they were, I think they were serious about buying this house because I think it's a beautiful home. And they don't, So maybe they do make that that first phone call, but they certainly aren't making the second. Mm -mm. And follow-ups five through 12 is 80% of where our revenue comes. Correct. So the follow-up is where the money's at. And again, it's real simple. Like if, if we just stop this right now, we brought so much value, but most won't.
0: No, most won't go make their phone calls. They'll they'll be the average realtor and make that first phone call. And then they'll be like, oh, they didn't answer the phone. And that's it. I had a conversation with an agent here in Richmond. And she was like, hey, I'm not doing what I want to do. And I was like, well, are you making your phone calls? She goes, well, I call them like twice. And I was like, you should call them like once a day for 10 days straight until they answer the phone, basically.
1: Yeah. But like, we call that the 10 days of pain in our world. But yep. you, I don't know what you call it, but that consistent phone call. Mm -hmm. Um, and other ports other ways of communicating but casey you have different lead sources right
0: yes i do i've got about 13 i think (laughs) okay
1: so i think the one thing that's been very funny in my world over the years is and i've had people on my team that go from that started at zero and did 122 transactions a year and Mm -hmm. you know i have some very young ones doing 55 and 88 right now a year and then some agents go um you know that lead source is bad it's just it's really bad and I'm like okay all right well how how comes is it though I think your follow-up sucks and that's what's preventing you from getting there I think I say it in a little bit more um less professional nice way (laughs) (laughs) I mean sometimes not but it just depends where we're at Uh, um but let's just talk about that so you have a you have these we're gonna go lead sources and then we're gonna do follow-up um mm-hmm. but lead sources so you have a, a number of pillars but I, do. I think so casey's a great and you kill it in the geo farming. like you pick a farmer a neighborhood right
0: i've got one out that window and one out directly behind me
1: like they're in your neighborhood
0: oh yeah and when i call them i'll be like hey i live in your neighborhood and they'll be like what I'm like, yeah, I'm a realtor, I live in your neighborhood. I live on this road. And they're like, oh, my golly. And they're always surprised that I live in their neighborhood and I'm calling them.
1: I bet you most people watching this are afraid to call in their own neighborhood. Oh, I can't let them know what I do for a living.
0: Oh, dude, why not? I wear like I wear my gear all the time, like walking the neighborhood. So, you know, you see me, you know what I'm doing and what I'm about.
1: It's the silliness and the head trash that get into your lids and go, Well, I shouldn't do business with my family. I it's shouldn't do business monkey. with my friends. I shouldn't do business with people I know. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, have a have fun doing that because I'll
0: take your business. <laughs> there you go.
1: Because somebody's <laughs> gonna take your business, and it's probably Casey Jenkins in Richmond, Virginia. Correct. Yeah. I wanna get I want to jump into a role play and share <laughs> how incredible Casey is in, in role play. And role play is that practice before you get on the playing field. It is because you don't want to
0: practice on your clients.
1: Why would you do that? So Casey's a real estate professional. She treats herself like a professional. And again, amateur athletes warm up before they get on the field. They stretch, they do, they they throw the ball or do whatever they're going to do prior because they want to make sure they're prepared for that game situation. Mm -hmm. So when you have this thing on here, right here, and you're making phone calls in your farm there's two little neighborhoods close by Yeah, you list a lot of homes and not just list them. You sell a lot of homes, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Let's role play. And then we're going to get into the number of homes that that she's selling right now. And if you're not doing this, you know what? Wish I could jump across the screen and kick your ass because (laughs) this is the stuff that makes you money and builds your revenue and creates a future for you and your family. And it's the stuff that in
0: this market you have to get back to. It's a basics market. It's not a, hey, let me just throw all the money out there that I can throw out there to get leads because all they're not happening. They're not coming in that way. You have to go back to basics.
1: Yeah. So these are pretty inexpensive leads because, you know, you can get, a, you can get names and numbers from your local area. So you probably didn't spend a lot of per lead.
0: Oh, I want to say I got their numbers for like three cents a number.
1: So so wait a second, Casey, a three cents lead, a three cents that you paid for a lead and it actually converts into a $350,000 transaction and do the quick math. What do you like? 10, 11, 12, whatever the heck that number is. Right. thousands. I mean,
0: it's yeah, it's thousands of dollars in return. I mean, you're not just calling them, I bought their number so I could call them, but I'm also mailing them. You know, I'm in the community, going to be more in the community in the coming months because I've okay. got to get back to that. Yeah. Uh, just like I said, the market's changing. And so I've got to change my tactics to make sure I'm still top of mind.
1: Great. So let's role play. Let's have some fun here. Um, I, I'm not going to make it too difficult, but I've I've tested Casey because the market has tested Casey. And there's some dingabadurs that, you know, tell you a lot of different st- stories and BS that could make you like want to cry
0: yeah there's there's some craziness there's some people that hung up on you there's some people that'll curse you out there's i mean and then there's people that i'll actually talk to you and then there's people that will talk your ear off for 45 minutes
1: yeah <laughs> yeah so let's let's do a role play where you are calling your neighborhood and you had just listed a home or just sold a home um and let's let's do that is that okay okay sounds okay, good, good. Are you ring 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 hey hello
0: hey Jack it's Casey from Real Brokerage how you doing today
1: hey I'm doing fine Casey
0: glad to hear that I just wanted to ask did did you know what your neighbor
1: just did uh what what, did they commit a crime what'd they do
0: no not at all they actually just sold their house they sold it for three hundred thousand dollars it was a three bed two bath right around the corner from both of us because I live in the neighborhood you know I'm wondering do you know anybody else in the neighborhood looking to sell
1: you know, I have a neighbor I'd like to get rid of. And I think they might be interested in selling their home. Um, so yeah, I think I do know know one or two people.
0: Perfect. And we all have neighbors we don't we want to get rid of, don't we? <laughs>
1: Most definitely, yes.
0: <laughs> so what house in the neighborhood is it? Because I live just around the corners and I walk the neighborhood all the time.
1: So you're in the same neighborhood as me.
0: Yeah, I'm in the same neighborhood as you.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Well, it's one, two, three banana street there in Richmond. And I, I think that's the one that, you know, that's the one, that's the neighbor I'd like to get rid
0: of. Gotcha. Is that the one with like multiple cars in the driveway?
1: Oh, cats all over the place. Yes. All that stuff out in the front. Yeah. It makes the neighborhood values go down. I think.
0: I know exactly which one you're talking about and they're actually next on my list to call. So I'll, I'll let you know and keep you updated if they actually want to sell.
1: Oh, wow. That's, that's great. I appreciate that. No problem. Quick question for you. Is there a price that would make you a seller? Hmm. I really didn't think about that until right now. Of course. Okay. Interesting. Um, I mean, I guess there's always a price.
0: Everybody's got a price, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, you couldn't get a million dollars for my house, right?
0: Oh, we couldn't do a million. I wish, because that would make my house, you know, worth a million too or something. Okay, <laughs> cool. But, you know, with your neighbor's house selling at 300 and it being three beds, two baths, like, how do you think that stacks up? And were you able to take a look at the pictures?
1: I did look, I, I did kind of creep on them and looked online. I was on um, one of those big, big companies' websites and I saw it. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. Pictures are kind of okay. I, I think my house is nicer than that.
0: Nice. So if we could get you like 325, 350, would that make you smooth?
1: Boy, Casey, that I mean, I I would seriously have a conversation with my wife, and I think that that may may that may make us want to do that.
0: Gotcha. Quick question again: um, Where would you move to?
1: Well, I love Scottsdale. I love Bradenton, Florida. Um, I love places that are warm and the people are awesome. I like Houston. I like Dallas. I like Bozeman, Montana. So I I could be flexible.
0: You got lots of places to go. Yeah. Well how about we do this? How about we take 15 minutes of your time? I'll come over. We'll meet. We'll see if we could get you that 325 or 350. And if you decide to move to any of those places, I have agents that I know all over the US that I can hook you up with that can take great care of you and find that perfect house out there.
1: I think we'd be interested. Okay.
0: Okay. So would
1: Tuesday or Thursday work? Uh, Thursday's a great day. We're both off work on Thursdays.
0: Oh, Perfect. So do you like afternoons or
1: evenings better since you're both off? I think the afternoon would be nice. Gotcha. So 12 or two work better. I think two works the best. Perfect.
0: I'll be over at two. and We'll have a quick chat and then see what you want to do from there.
1: Beautiful. So if you've heard Casey did it in such a non-threatening way, what you didn't say is, so do you want to sell your house?
0: Correct. It's a service call. It's calling to let them know what's going on in the neighborhood to open a conversation. Yeah. Um, and if I ever ask them, like, do you want to sell, the conversation shuts down. But if I ask them, do you know a neighbor who wants to sell? Everybody has a neighbor they want to get rid of, everybody has neighbors that they're probably talking to, or they've heard something through the rumor mill because every neighborhood has a rumor mill.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, there were some other things that you did that created engagement, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and then also you gave them a choice on the time frame for the you didn't just say, hey, is do you have any time in the next 2 weeks to get together? What does that do?
0: It they run you around, they pick the time. Yeah. You could be like my money making time is 9 to 11:30. So if they pick between 9 and 11:30, they're interrupting my money making time. So why would I want why would I leave them the choice of picking anything they want?
1: Yeah. Was there anything else in that conversation that led to additional engagement?
0: Oh, asking them like saying curious, you know, curious, what would you sell for? Curious, where would you move? Because, you know, it's opening a door. It's not me going like, what would you sell for? What like getting down their throat? It's like, hey, like, share with me what you're thinking. Yeah. um, And that way, I can take it from there and move on and figure out which direction
1: we're going to go. This is probably way before your time, Casey, but like Colombo got very, very curious. Mm-hmm. Um, The curiosity makes a big difference. And then if everybody listened to Casey, tone and inflection, tone it's and inflection are, are huge. That's what I wanted to also share with everybody out there is have that tone and inflection. You're, you're there in a caring, loving, helping uh, manner. Correct. And it shines through in the, in the conversation.
0: Yep. And it's, it's also like when the neighborhood behind me, it's a lot of the older generation that's lived there for 30 and 40 years. They raise their kids in those houses. You know, we're to the point where it's like, okay, can you stay in the house or do we need to get rid of the steps? But you know, when they get on the phone, it's not me starting at my normal tempo. They're like, hello. I'm like, Hey, it's Casey. Like I slow it down, talk a little lower for them. And then, and slowly speed the conversation up. But it's a lot of mirroring. Like the minute somebody says hello, it's like, okay, however they say hello, that's how I'm talking back to them.
1: She's doing a great job of matching and mirroring. Um, If it's a very really fast talker like me or something like that, Casey's going to speed it up because Mm -hmm. there's probably a good chance we can get to a decision a heck of a lot quicker, a high D personality, right? Correct. And if it's like that overanalyzer, we need to really slow it down because there's some processing issues at play.
0: Correct. Um, Yeah. Love that, You know, and it, it's multiple, like, depending on who it is, like, I talked to a salesperson that lives on that side of me the other day. And it was like, okay, look, I'm just gonna get direct to the point. This is what I'm looking for. He's like, oh, yeah, this is what we're thinking about. And it was just like quick, bada, beam, bada, boom conversation, because he's in medical sales. I'm in real estate sales. Like, there's no point in me using my sales techniques on him, because he knows them all.
1: Yeah, Like,
0: just ask him the question. And he's like, oh, yeah, we're thinking about it. And then I'm like, okay, I'll call you back at this time. Called him back. And he's like, I talked to my wife. And she said, heck, no. I was like, okay sounds great. (laughs) Like I'll call you you in a month.
1: Here's the great news, the abundance mentality. Wouldn't you rather know now that way you can work with those that will.
0: Correct. And that way I can put him on a, okay, Hey, I'll call you in a month. Like, I know you're interested. The wife's not like, somebody's going to give somewhere at some point and like, I'll call you in a month and see how things are going. Yeah.
1: Because you're going to probably talk to your wife and plant some seeds. And then all of a sudden that, you know, your spouse is going to go, Hmm, maybe. Yeah, but he wants if-
0: land, he wants a smaller house, he wants all on one level. Um and you know, she'll eventually either she'll come around to it or he'll lose. So, I'll find out in the next couple months.
1: <laughs> and and the other way around when you have a conversation with uh with the wife potentially, um mm-hmm. there's a heavy uh, my experience has been, there's definitely a little bit more of an influence because um you know, I just know how at ho- at my home, my wife always wins. It's just a matter of time sometimes. Correct so well, ross knows the <laughs> same thing I um, you know yeah i know
0: we make things happen
1: <laughs> yeah we make things happen love it um so when you're making those phone calls casey what what does it look like as far as the follow-up i know you, did, you talked about the 10 days or 10 straight calls what are you typically doing to create engagement
0: It really depends on the type of lead. So if it's an online lead that's coming in, because I've got quite a few of those sources, it's 10 days of calling them every single day until they pick up the phone. And I know, am I calling them in a week? Are we setting up an appointment? Am I calling you in a month? Like until I know where to go. Um, If it's circle dialing around one of my listings, it's okay. I call you when it's listed. I call you when it's closed. Um, if you pick up the phone in one of those two times, then I'm going to talk to you and they're pretty much going to tell me, I'll be like, Hey, can I call you in a month or two weeks? Like what's better? And depending on where they are, depends on, you know, where the follow-up is. If it's, I called you pre you know, pre-listing and post-closing and you didn't pick up the phone and you're not my geofarm, I don't have time to call thousands and thousands of people. So you just sort of sit in my database. Um, And get dripped on by an email campaign, you get dripped on by my twice weekly um, email newsletter. If you're in my farm, I try to touch you once a month. That's the goal. Um, And there's always something selling, even if it's not mine. Uh, So there's always something to tell people.
1: (laughs) Um, I know Casey taught this within the Tom Ferry Network in the the Loom platform, Um, the CRM.
0: Mm -hmm. It's my life.
1: What's a CRM? What is
0: so CRMs where you put all of your contacts, you have all of your database in the CRM, they have all of the information there. I use follow-up boss. And so I have everything in there that I've talked to them about, every email I've ever sent them, every note card I've ever sent them, like everything I've done with that person is in their CRM. Um, so I can just pull it up and I'm like, oh, you know, I scrolled down a little bit and I did it this morning. I was talking to a lady. I've had her in there for three years. It was her monthly call. And I scrolled down and was like, oh, she hurt her knee last time. We were waiting for that to heal. And so I called her and was like, hey, how's your knee doing? You know, how's your plan going? All of this. And she's like, well, I lost my job. And I'm like, lost job. She's like, and I'm looking for a new one. And so now next time I call her, I'd be like, hey, did you get a new job? Like, how are we going back on the plan? You know, so it's just to be able to not just, are you looking to sell? Are you looking to buy? Are you looking, are you still looking? It's now. Like, where are we in the process and getting to know them so that I can be part of their life, not just a salesperson that's just like begging them for money, basically.
1: Most definitely. Um, they, they get the sense of the commission breath. They get the sense of um, like the desperation. And when you're there with the heart of help, which I know you are, then it just makes it so much easier. Then you, you've also built the skills. Yeah. So skill building is is dedication. The first time you you know heard somebody talk about you know making a a geo farm call, did you practice or did you like did you role play?
0: (laughs) Yes, and I still do. Uh, every Tuesday and every Thursday at 8:30, I'm on the phone or no, at 845, I'm on the phone for 15 minutes. I'm doing some type of role play, whether it's injection handling, whether it's talking to geo farms, expireds, whatever it may be. Uh, We're practicing so that, you know, I can pull stuff from her and be like, oh, that's really good. Like, I'm going to start using that and make it my own or I can just get smooth on the here's the objection. Well, here's the objection handler.
1: I was just talking to your role play partner a little bit earlier today, and uh, she just shares how grateful she is. Maybe (laughs) I'm audible, but I just know this one that you you and I both know. Uh, She's so grateful for all the things that you do to help her. Like she's just same to her.
0: Yeah like, we'll finish the role play and I'll be like, Hey, you, you know, you needed to refine this or maybe say this instead. And she does the same for me. Like, Hey, really? you, you skipped and stuttered here, like practice that more, or maybe change this wording to this and it'll yeah. make it sound better. Like, I mean, it's iron sharpens iron basically.
1: Yeah. So let's just suppose you didn't have somebody else or nobody else wanted to listen to you. Would, would it be a value to get in front of a mirror and hear your own voice Yeah. And- because sometimes people get really embarrassed by hearing their own voice or do it into their phone and play it back and go, oh, my gosh, it sounds so awful. But yeah, if you keep doing it.
0: it. But if you keep doing it, like you have so many scripts available, especially in the Tom Ferry world, you can get the, his book, like what to say exactly yeah. what to say or something like that. And um, but if you just sit there and read it, you're going to sound like a robot. Like you've got to practice it because you've got to make it sound like you. Uh, you can't read it word for word because it's not the way you sound
1: what are one or two of the biggest objections that you're hearing in today's market?
0: I'm uh, talking about interest rates and how high interest rates are. Okay. Um, from the buyer side and f- as well as from the seller side. Yeah. And then, you know, from the seller side, the big piece is like the market's not where it used to be. I'm not going to get over asking price. I'm not going to get multiple offers. Like, you know, I'm not Susie and Joe got X amount and why can't I get that now?
1: Are you still listing homes and selling them?
0: Heck yeah.
1: Are you still helping buyers?
0: Heck yeah. Okay.
1: So that's the, let's get rid of the um, the, watching the TV and the bullshit news, because that's the stuff that's telling you that they're not doing it. But no matter where the interest rates are or no matter what the market's like. People still have to buy, people still have to sell. Yeah, this is one of the best separation seasons that I've ever seen. I've seen, I saw it at the beginning of um, lockdown and I'm seeing it right now. Mm-hmm. There are so many agents struggling because there's st- they were in such a um, I'll use an easy market where any it was shooting fish in a barrel. Well, at that least was... they at least they could write the offer and have a buyer. Correct. They, they still weren't getting deals done. So they were shooting fish in a barrel, but deals were falling apart because they didn't have the skill set. But they were still the blind squirrel findeth a nut and they were getting deals done. Yeah. Mm. And
0: it's it's gonna be in the next. Six months to a year, there's going to be a mass exodus out of real estate.
1: Already happening.
0: Yeah, because it it just has to be because the average, I think NAR came out with stats in last month that said that only 4% of agents of the 1.6 million agents had sold over four houses this year. Yeah. Which is insane. uh, Like, it's it's only 128,000 agents have sold more than four houses.
1: And think about that. If you look at those stats, how many have sold zero or one? Exactly. And then they stay in the business for one or two years. They're depleting their savings or they're relying on a significant other or Mm -hmm. a trust fund to keep them in business. Yep. It's It's uh, insane. it's, It's quite remarkable. And again, I'm seeing a mass exodus. I'm seeing people that, you know, they interviewed with us. They actually were friends of mine. I said, probably not a good fit for our team, but like, go talk to these teams. And I'm seeing the, um, I'm seeing the, the uh, licenses get put into escrow or just saying, I'm hanging it up completely. Mm-hmm. It, it's super sad. It's because it's not super difficult. This is, Casey's a human. She kills it. I have all these incredible people. My team, they're, they're human. They just follow the systems, the processes. They build the skills and they got that beautiful, like not at all times is it grateful, but they certainly, you know, we, we remind them to stay there. But the paradigm shift, the three and a half inches between your ears, um, that's where it's at. Like, yeah. get that right and build the skills. Mm-hmm.
0: It's not a hard job. It just takes work and it takes time. And people think they're going to get into real estate and they're going to sit at a desk and then deals are just going to be like, ah, fall from the sky. But they'll never do that. You can't be a secret agent. You have to make the phone calls. You have to put yourself out there. You have to be in the, like, you have to be in the community.
1: You definitely do. Um, so on one or one or two of those objections, can, could we role play that? Sure. Let's help people because if that's what you're hearing, I bet you that's what they're hearing across the U S and Canada. Oh, heck yeah. um, And you know, where I know some of our people's, our peeps are uh, stationed. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's do, let's do the interest rates one, because that's the biggest thing that we're we're hearing.
0: That is the biggest thing we're hearing.
1: (laughs) So I'm going to be that, uh, worried buyer.
0: Of course. (laughs)
1: So are you ringing me?
0: <laughs> no, we're sitting there. I've finished oh. all of my stuff. Uh, you know, hey, what questions do you have?
1: Oh my gosh, Casey. I think, you know, I've been watching the news and I just, I, I see these interest rates going through the roof. I, I can't believe like they're in the sixes. I think they're going to in the seven, eights or 18s. I don't know where they're going to go, but they just seem like they're really, really high right now.
0: I understand that. Let me ask you, what do you want your monthly payment to be?
1: Well, I mean, I'm trying to keep it below like maybe 2,500 the number that would make sense for us.
0: Okay. Well, 2,500 at the interest rate right now is still a really good house. You're probably looking at the, you know, 300,000 to maybe 325. Oh, and agree. so is there a house, like let's pull them a list and look, is there a house that we can find in that price point that would suit what you're looking for?
1: I mean, I think so. I think so. I think my wife was initially thinking in the fours maybe 450 range, but, um, but aren't house prices really, really high, but the interest rates are high. House prices are high.
0: Well, let's, let's put it in perspective. I understand from your perspective, I mean, we had three and 2% in the past, like couple months. I mean, yes, we have doubled. I understand that. But if you take this prior to the pandemic, you know, interest rates were sitting in the 4%. So 2% isn't a lot. And then like my first house back in 2008 was actually at 6%. Mm. So we're still at a historically low level. It just is different than what it's been the past couple of years. Okay. And I can tell you that historically looking at recessions, when the government's tired of us being in a recession, they actually lower the interest rate to get us out. So there's a grand possibility, and don't hold me to it because I don't have a crystal ball, but there's a grand possibility at some point interest rates might go down a little bit um, and you could refinance. I mean, okay. we're not going to count on that. What we really want is we want to make sure that monthly payment's comfortable for you. Cuz if that monthly payment's comfortable, then you'll be comfortable in your house and you won't be throwing away money for rent.
1: Yeah, I guess right now we're renting and I'm I'm spending close to 2500. I guess I don't get any tax benefits, but you, you know, don't. I just I watch the news so much and it just worries me
0: understand but remember the news does more to terrify you than to clarify so let's look at the stats of what's actually going on in the market is that comfortable for you okay very good yeah and so we'll go through the stats we'll talk about you know where the um, market's going how strong it is all of those things and so after you know you see all these stats are you comfortable still with moving forward
1: i mean if it's going to get us what we want um Are we going to have to compete against all those people? Because I heard all that. Like, my neighbor bought a house and it was like 50 offers, and it took them like seven offers to get accepted. What's, are we going to be okay?
0: You can be fine because I got good news for you. There's not as many buyers out there as there were three months ago. What the interest rates have done that is really good for you is it's thin the buyer pool. And so, of the last six offers I've written, I've only had two that we went up against another offer and we only went up against like one or two other offers. So we only did two or 3000 over ask price.
1: Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So I guess like, if I have to think about it, if six months ago, interest rates were you know, three and a half, 4% ish and a $400,000 house was priced at 400 and it went for 475 now You're saving look- some money. Wow. Well, maybe we are. Okay.
0: So, and you got to also think like once you plug into this house buying, you're plugging into a machine that makes you money and it makes you more money than inflation makes you. And so as you pay down your house, you're going to earn equity and you can't do that paying rent. You can't earn as much equity as you earn in a house, putting it in the stock market or, or any other vehicle that you invest in.
1: Okay. Okay. That makes sense. All right. I think I feel more comfortable.
0: Okay. Perfect. If you've got questions or doubts, that's what I'm here for. Just give me a call or shoot me a text. I'm always here to help walk you through it because I understand this process is super stressful. Even as a first-time home buyer, I think it's even more stressful than doing it a second and third time.
1: So does anybody here think that Casey just did this once or twice?
0: (laughs) I have done this hundreds of times. It's the same thing, basically almost
1: the same script over and over again. I mean, 10,000 shots, Michael Mm -hmm. Jordan, uh, what what they talk about and gaining the skills and building them to have the confidence to have this conversation. And I could have got as difficult with Casey as, you know, as humanly possible, because she's heard it all, but she knows how to deal with it. She knows how to um, talk me off the ledge or, you know, get get me to a point where I can make a decision or not.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's knowing your stats. So you've got to dig into your market. I do every month, a uh, monthly market update, So I know like in August, we sold less houses than we sold in July. We actually, for Chesterfield County, our average sales price went down $2,000 in August versus July. Okay. So like, I know the stats so that when I'm sitting in front of you, I can walk through the stats because a lot of times that's what helps people. Yes. You get the touchy feely people like my sister I will tell you, I have a little bit harder time with them, but that's because I am not a touchy-feely person. Give me numbers and I am a happy person. Um, But, you know, just walking them through the statistics to see what exactly is going on in the market helps a whole lot.
1: Yeah. Um, Casey educates herself on the market and brings that information. She builds her skills. She does the things Mm -hmm. necessary to build her business. Um, And like, you're getting ready to build a team.
0: I am. My first teammate comes on in the next couple of weeks. So I've got a transaction coordinator, a virtual assistant, and um, my ISA comes on in a couple of weeks. So I love it. about to start the engine to a huge machine.
1: <laughs> and I think it's beautiful because, you know, high producing agents sometimes uh, make that, making that transition to having their own team. Cause there's always that. It, it's funny. There seems to be this progression within the real estate world is like, I'm am a I'm a real estate agent. I'm high producing now. I want to build a team or I want to build my own brokerage. And then you go, oh my gosh. And then you realize that brokers are really becoming broker. Mm -hmm. Um, I have tons of friends, ones that own big, big name brokerages that are, I mean, they're in production to keep the business alive. Yeah. Uh, A bunch of them that watch this show. I love you to death, but my goodness, what are you doing? And I think there's a lot of different options out there that can help you reduce that liability and get you there. But Casey's Casey's making this transition. So she has this incredible coach, same co- same coaches as us. Kay Fairchild. We're going to give you a little props, young lady. She's, a She's
0: fantastic. She's yeah. amazing.
1: <laughs> She's ridiculous. She's like four foot nothing. She'll kick my ass for saying this, but she would, she does kick my ass. She kicks all of our asses.
0: Oh, she does. She keeps us in line. <laughs> yeah.
1: A uh, little story about, so Casey, do you remember when we were out in Las Vegas for Elite Retreat? Yeah. And you were sitting at a table with a bunch of agents talking, and I was supposed to be meeting Kay for a a, a, a private meeting. We we're going to talk about some stuff. And I sh- I was sitting at the bar just hanging, waiting for it, and I didn't realize what time it was. So I was like five minutes late. She comes over, and she's like, um, she, she gave it to me in front, a bunch of another, in front of a bunch of other agents. And they all said, what was that about? And I go, that's my coach. And I was proud of it. I wasn't proud that I missed the meeting by five minutes. I was proud that this person had the balls to come up to me and kick my ass, a big grown ass man in front of all these other agents. And I said, that's accountability. yeah I want, I want that person. I have so few of those people in my world. So okay, we're giving you love. Cause we love you. <laughs> Most definitely. Um, and I think that's the thing I want to talk about too, is about like having a coach and it doesn't have to be Tom Ferry it can be, there's so many different great coaches out there. there there's, a, there's plenty of really, really bad ones. And I've had them um, get a coach that matches up that can hold you accountable.
0: Correct. I, a lot of new agents ask me like, Hey, what's the one thing I should do? And it's like, well, make your phone calls. And then when you can afford it, get a coach. And get the, don't get any coach, like go look at a bunch of them, listen to all their stuff, figure out which coach is best for you and which coach fits you and get a coach because um, they're going to push you farther They're going to do better. They're going to bring like they're going to make you go even further um, because like you can get yourself to a certain level, but you can't always see past that plateau or that. Oh, my golly, I need to jump in. I need to buy this stuff because I know it's going to take me further. But sometimes you're scared to actually do it.
1: Uh, most definitely. So you're growing your team. W- where do you see yourself in, in five years from now?
0: Um, out of production over multiple teams, loving on agents and just making them succeed and meet the goals that they want to meet and meet the goals that they want to do. Uh, Cause that's just in my last job, I was a manager of five eight of uh, five salespeople. And it was so much fun when they would call and be like, I did it, I did it, and they were so excited. And I was there just to help guide and, you know, put the bumpers on them to be like, don't go over here. Just keep going down this path and this path will get you to what you want.
1: It's, it's beautiful when you can celebrate alongside of them. Correct. And, and, and uh, I, I, that's the thing that's super rewarding for me right now. I'm enjoying that. But I think you're going to be at um, this place called, is it OBX? What's that called?
0: Uh, hopefully one day, yes.
1: <laughs> OBX,
0: Charlottesville, Richmond, those are the goals.
1: Okay, very good um that's the outer banks in case you don't know yep best place on earth you guys love going to the outer banks so let's let's also get back into something else that really i think attracts people to casey jenkins is her ability to get on camera and get on video (laughs) she's super super consistent yep i will be back right
0: Uh, Yeah, I've got TikTok. I've got Facebook. I've got Instagram. I've got LinkedIn, YouTube. I mean, everything, I think, except for Twitter. Um, But you can't put video on Twitter. So what's the point?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think you're doing an incredible job out there. Um, Has that made a difference for your business?
0: It's made. So I've gotten like two deals off of those things. um, But it's made a difference in the fact that it I've walked into listing appointments and they're like, yeah, we're ready to sign because we watched all your stuff last night um, and we think we know you and we're good to go. I was so like, cred-
1: credibility, get- credibility gets created by consistent message and video. Correct. Um, you know, Tom Ferry's been telling us for a long time, if you're not on video, like you're so, so, so behind.
0: Yeah, or a video first. Like I tell everybody when I go to a listing, like where do you see this? You see this in everybody's hands. So I'm going to make video. I'm going to make reels. I'm going to make TikToks. I'm going to make everything about your house because this is where I have to sell it first before I get them to your front door.
1: Great. So maybe you think you only got two deals from uh, social media, but
0: I got I more than that. Guarantee
1: <laughs> you. I guarantee you. Again, you just said it right there yourself. You go in there and you have instant credibility because you're consistent. They see you, yep. they see your, um, your marketing, your email marketing. They, you live within your CRM and all of a sudden all this stuff together, like that's where the magic is. It is. And there's a few other pieces of magic that she's involved with, but living in the CRM, making the phone calls, social media. If you just did those three things, you have one hell of a business. You do. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's just consistency and all those things. Cause like people dabble and be like, okay, I'll do it for like a week, but a week doesn't cut it. You've got to do it for 90 days. And then you've got to do it for another 90 days. Cause you have 90, it's a 90 day sales cycle. So you make your phone call for 90 days. And then all of a sudden you'll be like, dang, what's going on? And it gets busy and then people stop. And then you end up with like, where's all my deals? Where if you do it for 90 days, have the systems in place to make sure that when you get busy, everything rolls and keep doing it for the next 90 days
1: yes please this is i just hope everybody listens this listens to this and says what you did 60 to 90 days 60 to 90 days ago is what you're reaping the benefit of right now today correct so if you want to have a killer um holiday season going into the new year and Start get rid now. of the, get rid of the bs of oh my gosh um nobody buys homes during uh, thanksgiving or christmas or new years not true Eight out of the last nine years, December has been our best month when everybody says, well, the spring's the best month. Well, we kill it in the spring. We kill it in the summer, kill it in the fall and December, because at this time we're talking to our teammates, hardcore. We're looking at 90 day goals right yep. now, 60, 90 days right now. What you do is going to make your vacation time. Very, very special.
0: Correct. Yeah. Uh, the I'm- other
1: agents are self-furloughing, right?
0: Oh Yeah which is fine. Go, go take off. I'll take all the deals.
1: Here's the deal. Somebody is getting it. It's just wh- who's it going to be? So if I'm not making the calls or my team's not making the calls, Casey's going to get it because she makes it consistent daily. <laughs> and uh, again, self furloughing, taking all the, like, I get it. And Casey is big on time blocking.
0: Yes. You gotta have a schedule. If I don't have a schedule, my life won't run
1: it's not in the schedule, it doesn't happen. Correct. And I will speak to that because uh, you know, ADHD, if it's not right here, it's not anywhere. Yeah. So it needs to be on here.
0: Correct. It's on my phone. It's on my tablet. It's on my computer. It's literally a tab. I have like 15 tabs that stay open 24 hours a day, seven days a week on my computer. And it is one of those that stays open all the time.
1: Yeah, Casey, um, again, she did a mastermind with us uh, last week and she shared her schedule and it was all b- time blocked out for appointments for different mm-hmm. going on appointments. Um, and Tom Ferry did a challenge about doing 100 points, hundred appointments between that, 100 appointments between now and the end of the year. Let's, those are face-to-faces like yep. appointments and they could be a Zoom, but they're face-to-face and getting in front of people, you gotta make the calls, texts, emails to get there, calls first. Don't sit there and just do this the whole time. No, deals get get done this way, but
0: they do. But
1: tons of deals get done this way.
0: Correct. Because like, I mean, you've got to think, yes, the younger generation doesn't always answer their phone. They answer text message. So you call and then when they don't answer the phone, you send them a text, you know, but the older generation wants to talk to you on the phone. Like you can leave them a message and they're going to call you back. They don't want to talk to you by text message. They're like, who the heck is this? There's no face to the name. There's no voice to the name. Like, I don't want to talk to you.
1: I love it. Um, Casey, anything else you want to share with everybody out here today?
0: Just make your phone calls, time block the heck out of your schedule, and you'll do fantastic.
1: Yeah. So Casey's growing her team. If you're in the Richmond area and you're looking to take your business to the next level and have this incredible leader who's going to be there alongside of you to help you grow your business, in turn, you're going to help each other grow. Exactly. Business, right? Together. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a lead source, the tech stack, the incredible coaching Casey's growing her business, like connect with Casey because she is a killer and she's going to build something incredibly special. And I cannot, be, I'm excited to be alongside of you. Like we're not business partners. We're collaboration partners where we help yep. each other. Yep. Casey comes into our word and helps. I want to help her grow her business. Um, there's times when it makes sense to, you know, come into our brokerage, and certainly have that conversation with her. So oh, yeah. Casey's a killer. And I'm super grateful Thank you, Casey, you joined me today. Do you have any questions for me?
0: Not that I can think of.
1: I'm boring. I know. I get it. Okay. (laughs) All right. So again, super grateful that Casey Jenkins joined us today on The Lair. If you thought this brought value, please share, like, subscribe, and follow Casey Jenkins on social media because she's putting it out there. She's getting vulnerable and she's not a, what's that word you said? Um, She's not a secret agent. No, she's not. Casey Jenkins, super grateful for you. Thank you. Thank you. Make your day great. Will do.